You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans. You're very welcome to The Big Reviewski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty, and this is... Rory Cashin. And this is a bonus feature. Bonus. Oh, if that really didn't annoy you and you're still watching this video, happy thank days. You. You're still saying thank you for staying. We are about to take a look at our top 10 movies Oof. from 2019. Unbelievably difficult choice. I saw 12 movies this year. Two of them have not made the cut. <laughs> but straight in, number 10, it's Knives Out. Brand new film from Rian Johnson. Uh, a brilliant kind of modern take on the whodunit genre. Unbelievably smart, unbelievably witty and... Edge your seat kind of stuff as well. Mm. Super cast. Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. Uh, Michael Shannon. Daniel Craig with one of the greatest accents in movie it's, history. It's, a, it's, a, it's an accent. Chris Evans, one of the greatest jumpers in movie history. Well, this is the thing because I know come award season that this probably won't really get a look in because it's more down the comedic route and they don't always kind of land. Sure. But, but, but yeah. were you going to say something? No, well, yeah, well, I think like there could be stuff for like production. It's very interestingly looking made film. That's not a great sentence. Listen, I'm, you know we, what I meant. We all know what you meant, but one of the reasons uh, I was thinking it could get nominated is in Best Supporting uh, Cardigan this year because... Best Leading Cardigan. Best Leading Cardigan. Um, because Chris Evans' performance and just his knitwear is just, it's off the scale here. It's so. going to bring back the Aaron industry, like no, like not since Aaron Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Okay, I'm going to go on to film number nine now. That's all right with you. Boys, no, Nick. no, no, this is terrible. Uh, so Knives Out, <laughs> phenomenal movie. Uh, Roy, take it away, number nine. I wish I could take it away. Number nine, horror. Your fave. <clears throat> do you know what? I always get a bad rap for this. Like, I do... Deserved. Really... Thank you. I do enjoy watching horror movies. As I said before, it's just not my number one genre to go to. Mm -hmm. I don't like the pants all the time or cry my eyes out. Oh, I actually do love them. You do? Watch. Yeah, no, I do. Who well, I you're right. Maybe I, maybe I got you wrong. Have you seen Midsummer? Here we go. It's from Ari Aster, the guy behind Hereditary. You see Hereditary? All right. It's Florence Pugh. Pew, who pew, we love. Pew, pew, pew. She's having an amazing 2019. Uh, Jack Rayner. Uh, love that lad. Just an amazing cast. They head off on a nice holiday to Scandinavia uh, and end up in the middle of, uh, well, let's just say a cult, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Again, the less you know, the better. Complete psychological warfare. The entire thing is more or less set at daytime, which unnerves you even more, because normally when you see a horror, you're like, I can't yeah. see what's happening, because you can see everything. But this is the thing about it. It's so bright and flowery and springy in summary. It's not springy. It's not called mid-springy. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's mid-summer. Um, the other thing about this is, like, can you imagine if you were these guys heading off on this holiday in the middle of the summer, and then, like, reading the TripAdvisor reviews afterwards? Like, absolute... Who's writing them? <laughs> well... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the other people who are putting on, it's a resort, is it? No. No. No, it's just, nah, a, it's just a festival. Are you ready to get sexy? Are you? Yeah. It just is a simple yes or no. Not for me, it's Standard not. Standard question. Are you ready <laughs> to get sexy? Because things are about to get very sexy here on the Big Review Ski. Because okay, our sorry. number eight movie oh. is, oh, how are you doing? Is Hustlers. Uh, the I'm movie, very upset it's this low, but... All right. No, listen, it's a phenomenal movie. It kind of, it snuck in under the radar initially and people were like, what's going on here? And then word of mouth 
really, really, I think, helped this movie because as soon as people saw it, universally, they were just blown away with how good it was with the performances, especially in the lead role. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is just phenomenal in like a number of ways from the dramatic point of view, comedic, the sexy, but just everything about her performance is just incredible. Um, it's based on a true life story. Uh, the uh, An article was done on uh, the real life story of these, uh, a group of strippers who decided, you know what? We've had enough basically and we're going to take these Wall Street bankers and stuff for all they're worth. Bankers. And bankers. Oh God, what did I say? I hope bankers. Bankers. And, uh, and basically they swindle these guys out of loads of money, but it's great because swindling those kind of guys, nobody likes them. No. Do you know what I mean? So you're rooting for um, J-Lo and her crack team here, basically. So uh, as we said, it's very funny. Um, very sexy. Uh, very sexy. You've got brilliant uh, <clears throat> supporting performance as well, like people like Lizzo pop up as well. Yes. Uh, Cardi B. Yes. Um, so no, there's a lot to love about this movie, especially it's one of those three movies where you're like, what the did this actually happen? Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Hustlers, go check it out. One for you and your granny. <laughs> and number seven, it's in foreign. Oh, I speak foreign. You sure do. English, so English and foreign, your two languages. Those this are my is two fluent ones. Pain and Glory, one body language. Three Pain fluent. and Glory. It's uh, Pedro Almodovar directing Antonio Banderas, who was essentially playing Pedro Almodovar in the movie of his life. Are you with me so far? I'm not confused. Okay, good. It is very funny, a little bit sad, quite sexy. Uh, and it very, as it turns out, Pedro's lived a very interesting life. He's an Oscar-winning director himself, uh, and he's so brazenly honest in the story of his own life that you're like, oh, oh my. Would you do it? Like, if you were doing a version of your life, would you be this honest? I don't think it could be released in cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not family friendly. Well, depends on the family. Straight out of number six of the top 10 movie charts this week is The Favourite. What happened to my voice there now? Didn't I just went full you. DJ. You went, it was very top of the pops. Yeah. I just kind of blacked out there for a second. Yeah, this is the favorite, and I know some of you are sitting there at home going, how did these two guys get a show? It's fine, don't worry about that. Some of the rest of you are thinking, was this actually released in 2019? It was. Yes, it was way back in January, months and months and months and months and months ago. It is, of course, directed by the wonderful Yorgos Lanthimos. Oof. And there's a really strong Irish connection with this because it was uh, Element Pictures. Um, it's an Irish movie. An this is an Irish movie. Pretty much. Uh, three phenomenal leads. You have Olivia Coleman. Uh, Oscar Emma winning Stone. because of this, Olivia Coleman. She won the best actress. Yeah. She won the best actress because of this. Yeah. Um, and you also have uh, Emma Stone in there and Rachel Weiss. Three phenomenally talented ladies. Again, like just such dark humor. It's, it's so, so dark. So dark and I, so cotton. And also kind of sexy. I think I'm sensing a theme. What I'm starting to realize is that you see a little bit of sexiness in everybody. Some people, I see the good in a lot of people. Mm. Rory sees the sexiness in a lot of You're people. You're welcome. Which is a nice quality as well. But yes, the favorite uh, deserved every single award, all the plaudits, absolutely everything. And it really was one of our, the favorites of the year. Does that make sense? <laughs> Speaking of sexy. Hello. Two of the sexiest men around. I know, right? That's <laughs> what I've been saying. You agree? Always. Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, two of the sexiest men around. Sexy boys. They are in Tarantino's latest Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which tells the story of a 
famous-ish uh, Western actor and his stuntman and how they get caught up in the true-ish life story of Mr. Manson, Mr. Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. Not a nice man. No, definitely not. Not a nice man. Also has Margot Robbie, Al Pacino. Actually, I'd, we'd be here for the rest of the day listing the cast list. The cast, the cast list is insane. Because you can't remember them. And then what we'd have to do is we'd have to look them up. And then I'd remember them. one or two more. Okay. And then if, and then I'd remember another one. But it would do an injustice to the people I don't remember. <laughs> it really would. And I just don't want to lie about it. But okay. thank you for pointing out my fault on camera. No, it's fine. It's no bother. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Especially Brad Pitt, I think, is MVP. In this. Mm. Well, uh, fan of the show. Friend, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Actually, yes, if you are interested in checking it out, we have an interview with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie together talking about this very movie and also talking about why Brad Pitt eats, eats. in every movie. And hungry, hungry guy. Watch out for the moment where Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie realise that they actually worked uh, on a different movie before as well. That's actually one of my, my favourite bits of any interview I've ever done. <laughs> what? We started something together? Yes, you did. You sure did. You should watch that. Well, go watch that and then come back and finish. No, finish this. Stay where you are. Then go watch that. Then go watch that. Number four. What is this doing at number four? What is it? This is, no, no, not what is it. So what is it doing at number four? I but what is it? Oh, you're asking. Yeah. It's Avengers Endgame. No, I heard of it. Literally the biggest movie in the world of all time because the Russo brothers were like, put it out again. Do it again. More. Do it again. This time with another release. Longer more, end more credits. Money. It's almost there. But they're like, but Avatar so far. Do it again. More. Avengers Endgame uh, is an absolutely beautiful kind of culmination of every single MCU film that has come up until that point. I think mm. it was like, in my opinion, it's a work of art in terms of the achievement that was achieved by those two guys because uh, to balance all of the storylines, to balance the emotion, to have the kind of, to up the action, to up the drama, to up every single element that we had seen in Infinity War and mm. all the previous movies as well. So um, yeah, no, it's just a stunning, stunning movie. Uh, if you're one of those people and you're like, I don't like comic movies, well. You're not gonna like this one. Yeah, you're not gonna this like This is the it. most comic one. It's so comic-y and it's so, uh, <laughs> yeah, comic Quick movie. No spoilers, did you cry? Obviously. I did too. Definitely. I mean, I can't, but I would have. I would have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Avengers Endgame, if you haven't seen it, what are you doing with your life? Go check it out. You're that one guy. They're that one guy who didn't see it. From one comic book movie, straight on to another one, but could not be any mm. more different if it tried, was Joker. Oh my gosh. I... How do I put this? I loved this movie. Yeah. And I never want to see it again. I know what you mean. It is... It is so... It's so dark. So dour. It's so upsetting. Brilliant. Joaquin Phoenix probably... Probably winning Oscar. I think so. I mean... It's, he's, he's, he's up the... Well, he has to be nominated. He's definitely going to be nominated. Uh, set in the 80s in New York, but it's, it's gone. It's but, it's, but it's New York. Uh, and it basically tells the story of how this version of the Joker was created and how it's subtly tied into the Batman lore. Uh, supporting cast, direction, cinematography, score, everything about it was yeah. incredible, but it is all pinned to Phoenix's performance. And it's it's just one of those things that will just go down in history is just, that's 
That's acting. That's well, what acting is. It's had an incredible reaction as well because uh, regardless of whether people loved it mm. or hated it, uh, I think everybody made a point of like, or so many people made a point who wouldn't maybe normally go to the cinema. They were like, I'm going to go see Joker, see what all of us yep. is about as well. So it's done phenomenally well just in terms of the box office. But uh, you've got Robert De Niro in a brilliant return to form as well. He's had that in The Irishman as well. So a good 2019 for him. Um, and Zazie Beats, just a really understated kind of performance uh, in there. And there's a whole kind of subplot that uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Zazie Beats have as well, which I remember watching at the time was like, uh, just kind of, uh, it just, the whole thing just like, uh, just messes, messes with your head basically. <laughs> but for, in a good way. For a com film called Joker? Not that not funny. funny. Not funny. Not that funny. Not funny. Misleading. Not funny. False advertising. Ask for your money back. Number two in our top 10 movies of 2019. And do you know what? It's the very opposite of a number two, actually. I see what you did there. Solid it's poop <laughs> joke. So the poop solid. joke was solid. Not yeah. that the poop was <laughs> Go solid. Go see a doctor about that. I will. It's book smart. One, well, as you can tell, one of our favorites, like just fell in love with this movie. Uh, directed by Olivia Wilde in mm. her uh, directorial debut, which is just like, oh my God. Are you not okay. good at enough? Show off. Is this, um, like, is this not enough for you? Telling the tale of two uh, young girls, best friends in an American high school, which, as we said before, the parables can just, it just felt like it was speaking to us directly. Mm. Um, from the moment the trailer was initially released, you're like, oh, wait a second, this is very, very funny. Because the, the plot is basically, oh, we've been goody two-shoes all through school, and it's our last time to have a proper blowout. And, and you're like, we've seen this. Yeah. From the plot, you're like, I've seen this. This is super bad. This is uh, good boys. This is so many teen comedies that we've seen. And then you sit down and you watch and you're like, I haven't seen this. It's so much more original. Um, the two girls are just brilliantly funny actors. And again, like the previous ones, you know, you have that mixture of, it's a coming of age story. And you have that mixture of like the laughing and the crying, but it's perfectly balanced as well. And the adventure of the whole night, it has uh, weird animation in there. It has really strange kind of uh, characters that just pop yeah. up for no reason oh, in different places. One of the supporting characters, this is one of my favorite characters I've seen. Yeah, so it's like one of those things, like if it's the high school element that speaks to you, you're sorted. If it's the weird comedy element, you know, there's something for everybody in there. Um, but Booksmart, it is a phenomenally smart film and uh, you should go check it out before it leaves cinemas. Months ago. Six or seven months ago, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, you've missed it. Sorry. Number one. This is it. This is it. The big moment. Do you think you know what it is? It's well, it's right, you've got it written now, but like, do you think so you know what it is? Who, are you talking to me again? The oh, and our viewers. Do you know what it is? Speaking to the speaker, the camera. So it's our topic film of the year. Our favourite. Came from Netflix. A lot of people talking about it. Mm -hmm. Great cast. Mm -hmm. It's not The Irishman. <laughs> I loved teasing that one up. It's Marriage Story. I'm only getting that you were teasing it now. Yeah, sorry. well, it was good. Thank you. It's Scar Joe, it's Adam Driver, it's Laura Dern, it's Ray Liotta, remember him? He's been missing. He's in this. <laughs> it's the story of Scar Joe and Adam Driver. Call off the search, everybody. <laughs> Ray Liotta has been found. He's starring in Marriage Story. This it's okay. is where he's been since <laughs> Goodfellas? He had his brain eaten. Oh, yeah. yeah by Anthony Hopkins. That's Marriage for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him about the I'm movie. I'm trying. 
It's to do with ScarJo and Adam Driver. They were such a loving couple. They've got a young, young son. Uh, and they have to get a divorce because they don't hate each other. They don't hate each other. Oh, they love it's just not working out anymore. So they try to get a divorce in an amicable way. But the divorce turns them both into absolute monsters. Uh, and the film is equal parts hilarious, properly, laugh out loud, like bent over double, hurting yourself, laughing funny. Mm. And the single saddest thing I've seen in the cinema all year. I was, I know I joke that like, I, I can't cry. I was. It's a good joke. Bawling. Absolutely bawling when I seen this. This movie broke you. I remember seeing you. Cracked me. Absolutely. Oof. You are a mess of a human being. I'm I don't scary. think you've recovered. You really haven't. <sighs> I haven't. I'm all right. Can't recommend this enough. One of the best films I've seen, not just this year, of the decades. Uh, what a great way to end 2019. 100%. With, uh, with a lovely love story about divorce. You're welcome, everybody. Um, so listen, that wraps up our top 10 movies of 2019. If you'd like to let us know what your favourites were, um, please do write in the comments below or get in touch as well. Uh, that'll be excellent. Oh, disclaimer. Go on. We recorded this before... Oh, Cats is out. So, and you know. And Skywalker. Wow. Skywalker, yeah, of course, so, those final releases in the last Yeah, the little, the little biddly ones that come out towards the end, so we, there's, there's only so much we can do. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't, don't be like, where's Skywalker? Like, it, we, should... we deserve a bit of time off as well, okay? Like, we're not getting any, but we deserve it. Why did you have to... Do you know what? You've ended this on a really sour note, okay? So... This is on What you. a way to ruin this is on the you. end of the year. Look what you've upset <laughs> on now. God's sake, 2019 was going so well. Well, anyway. about 20 years, to, <laughs> next year to start all over again, okay. so we should be fine. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for all the listens and the views and all the messages and the hate mail and everything this year as well. We love <laughs> you too. Okay, see you later. Goodbye. You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass.